Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with myself, Jim, Punk Raider and Denver Dave. We're here to talk about NFL boys. How's it going? Boom. Okay. <laughs> we happy, Punk. This season, this season has driven me to drink. I'm sitting here with a full-bodied red. Um, Robin's <laughs> right, Nick right? Berry. Mm. Yeah, Robin's Nick Berry. Fruit. I mean, it's double strength because, <laughs> you know, I ain't no bitch. So, I'm on the hard stuff. That's what you thought so. Okay, so uh, that was the end of the regular season, guys. Week 18 has happened. We're going to go through it all. But one of the best things of the year is Black Monday. It's when the deadwood is cut loose. uh, And we've had some deadwood cut loose. So we're going to go through those first before going on with the games. Some very interesting games. Very happy for some of us. Um, Let's let's do a bit (laughs) of good news for Dave, though, shall we? Vic Fangio be gone. Is the fifth consecutive yeah. losing season for the Broncos as Fanjo went nine, 19 and 30 in his first three, sorry, his three years on the job. GM George Payton, is it Payton or Patton? What are we going with there? Payton? Uh, Payton. Patton. Patton said, <laughs> said that they were looking for leadership qualities in the next hire, which is a sly dig at Fanjo because he said it several times. Also, yeah. Fanjo threw his QBs under the bus by blaming them for the record against the others in the division. The Denver Broncos are on the hunt. Quality <laughs> QBs like Paxton Lynch, yeah. Mm. Hey, let's let's not. We never had packs in for a start, but let's right. let's not get away from you know. Let's not get away from the fact that he chose um, Teddy Bridgewater, so he yeah. can blame Teddy all he wants, but he chose him. Um, George Payton went out and spent draft picks, although they were only a sixth and a compensatory pick. It doesn't matter. The fact is, he still went there and got the quarterback that you wanted. So you can't throw your quarterback under the bus. I'm sorry, which he did. You saw that interview right afterwards. Yeah, I saw the interview. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. There you go. The Broncos are on the hunt for their fourth different coach since the start of the 2016 season. So, uh, but Dave, there's there's plenty in the pool to go for. There's already some um, feelers being put out, right? Well, the the issue we're going going back somewhat to to Fangio and it, oh yes, do that. The problem is it's nonsense. It's nonsense that's spoken by Fangio, and there's no leadership. His ability to manage the clock is rubbish, mm-hmm. and everything he does is questionable. My my main issue is that there are 32 head coaches in the league. 31 of them work 24 hours a day. There was a a quote from Gruden um, when he was doing an interview a while ago, and he was saying, if I receive a call at 2 a.m., I'll know it's from another head coach because they're the only ones available at 2 a.m. They're the only ones who will ring another head coach at 2 a.m. because they all know that each, the fraternity know that each other's awake. Fangio, when he goes home, he specifically said, when I go home, football doesn't exist. Well, by definition, you're then on the back burner. It just little things like that really frustrate me. And it's this whole thing of, well, football doesn't exist to me when I go home because I'm above football. And it just, it pisses me off. Finds all, just, just got a good work-life balance. That's into all the rocking chair, well, reading a book. Don't, I don't want him to have a good work-life balance. I want him to have a terrible work-life balance. <laughs> I want him to work 24 hours a day because he's getting paid millions of pounds a year. But he's been given everything he wanted. We had the perfect of the Broncos had the perfect opportunity to draft um, Justin Fields. You did. We did. Was there and we opted house? not to. Opted not to and went for Pat Sertain. Now, as it turns out, Pat Sertain, PS2, is very, very good. Yeah. Um, and Fields looks brilliant as well. I'm a big fan of Fields. And one of the reasons we didn't go for him is because there was concerns over his epilepsy, which I, I fully understand because that's a plausible thing. But we opted to back our coach and go for 
a first round defensive pick, which is what he absolutely what he wanted to do, and then go and get um, the quarterback he wanted. And then he throws him under the bus afterwards. It says so much about him. I think he's a brilliant defensive coordinator, yeah. but as you said, George Payton absolutely tore into him with the we want leadership we want someone who comes in and actually you know can galvanize a dressing room and it shows with the people that they're um interviewing at the moment yeah but you're happy Sorry, right I'm, you're happy he's gone <laughs> ecstatic ecstatic that he's of course gone. he's happy he's gone it means they can go and get zimmer now who got well, let's go on to him vikings, then. the vikings have not, cleaned house and have taken out head coaches like zimmer and gm we're not Spielman. interviewing zimmer just for the sake of it we're not interviewing zimmer yet after after oh. finishing eight and nine this season for the from Minnesota, Zimmer led the team for eight years. Spielman had been with the organization since 2006, and both signed three-year extensions in 2020. Uh, the move must have been a surprise for Spielman, as reports were that he was starting the process of looking for a new head coach for Minnesota. This is the first time in Zimmer's career that he's been fired as well. The Vikings ranked 31st defensively in 2021, and as a defensive-minded head coach, that's uh, and, easily grounds for and defensive-minded play caller as well. Yeah, not only is he a defensive man of code, he's the play, play caller for the defense. Yep, you know, that, that's not good enough. No, and this one was very much expected. I guess Spielman, yeah, just because I mean, he's worked his way through the organization, was a bit of a weird one. They've done okay with I mean, their rosters, right? Yeah, he's been there a long time. So, going back to the Broncos, George Payton worked under Spielman for quite a long time. He was director of play, uh, vice president of player personnel, and then went up to be vice GM. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of inter-trading between the two of them, hence the Zimmer to Broncos joke. Um, but I think we, joke, we've... Mate, take it seriously. <laughs> Until it's not, mate. You better take it seriously. With, with, the, Spiel, with the Spielman um, removal, I, I get why. Because, I mean, Zimmer's been there a long time. We've been talking about Zimmer going for a, a, quite a while. I mean, mm. I'm talking years, mm. uh, you know, with Zimmer going. And you have to assume that Spielman's the one who's really backed him and given him, you, you know, the, the, the reason to stay. And if you're the Vikings um, organization, then you're under no illusions that if one goes, both go to a certain degree. It kind of makes sense looking at the stuff that's come out of uh, Minneapolis since since both of them are gone it, it makes sense that they go come and go as a package it just it just feels right if you're going to do it just clean house completely and just go for scratch it makes absolute sense apparently they're not cleaning out the roster so there's not going to be any massive roster changes they're just expecting that a better head coach will it. get better results because I think they will I think they will absolutely I, mean, I think they will they've, absolutely. they've got a decent roster we've said many times even this season you know when they've oh, been yeah. hot and cold and all the rest of it you know you actually go player for player through their roster I was, and they've not, got I was just about seriously good that. offensive players you know if you go roster if you go player for player through most teams roster and offer them do you want to keep the player you've got in that position and I'm talking starters maybe even backups as well or do you want one of the Vikings guy there's a lot of, lot of teams who would probably be heavy on the Vikings guy actually give us the guy the Vikings have got um, but yeah, I, I think the roster's very, very good. Got a few holes in, no doubt, and it's aging in a few places as well. But show me one roster that's not. Exactly. Um, the non-shock of the uh, Black Monday is that the Chicago Bears have fired coach Matt Nagy and general yeah. manager Ryan Pace on Monday after the team finished with a six and eleven record this season. Um, this one was expected since before Thanksgiving, when the owner had to tell the players in the locker room that Nagy wasn't getting fired after that game with the Lions. Pace should also have gone a year ago, although I will say I liked his last draft, um, his, his picks. Um, they would have had the seventh pick in April if they hadn't given it to the Giants for Justin Fields. 
I'm not yeah, giving him any. I'm not giving him any credit for last for the last draft whatsoever. You might, you might like the last. No you might like the last draft, but when but you're it, trying to get the quarterback killed, you know, yeah. that kind of <laughs> negates the good that you did. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, you should have I gone mean, for the Trubisky pick. Yeah, I mean, the Trubisky pick killed any legacy that he had. But yeah. I'm, I'm not giving him any any credit because you know he traded up to get someone who you know we personally were saying should have gone in the top three or four. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's not as though, you know, he's picked up a guy in the third round who's turned out to be an absolute steal. We did that with Eddie Jackson. Um, and other than that, I can't think of many players outside of the, you know, the first two or three rounds that he's have turned out to be a success, really. There's not that many. Um, uh, I see Jim, Smith, maybe. Well, Roquan Swift was a first-rounder. Yeah, I'm thinking about his first-round picks. But obviously, Kevin White was yeah. a good pick. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> No, he did manage to get Kilo Mac on a pretty good trade bad. from the uh, from the Raiders. Yeah, was it two there's always some good picks. and bads. <laughs> it was two first round picks, and they had to pay him an absolute fortune. Yeah, but it looked better so, and better yeah, all the time. Giving... Bears, yeah, Bears not... are a bit like the Vikings, light. To be honest, they've got a few pieces. They've got things that you could potentially say, look, yeah, going forward, they could do something if you can do something sensible in free agency and in draft. But mm. you need the right coach in there to do it. And you yeah. need a quarterback coach. You need you need a good offensive coach. In there. Let's not forget that Matt Nagy got coach of the year, what, three years ago? I mean, a lot of that was down to Coach Fangio and that defense. Uh, but mm. Matt Nagy was NF- officially awarded the NFL Coach of the Year award. Well, don't forget, NFL does stand for not for long. So, True. you know. True that. Uh, the shocker then of the Black Monday was the Miami Dolphins fired Brian Flores on Monday after three seasons with the franchise. Though GM Chris Greer is staying, it sounds like the falling out came between the ownership and Flores over Tua Tungavailoa. Owner Stephen Ross sided with Greer over his drafting and roster moves. Flores was seen as the disruptive influence with the rumours um, for Deshaun Watson and the high turnover of staff. In those last two seasons, the Dolphins have gone through four offensive coordinators, two defensive coordinators and four offensive line coaches, among other personnel changes. Yeah. What, what was interesting was that it was announced and Twitter exploded. I was I was among that explosion. I yep. remember I, I sent you guys a text going, "What the hell has gone on? Why have they got rid of him?" Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And within an hour or so, uh, Miami reacted and all sorts of things started leaking that he was a pain in the ass to work with, that he was causing trouble, that there was a high staff turnover because of him, it was causing discord in the dressing room. All of these things came up very very quickly, which doesn't normally happen when it's when a coach goes. It's coordinated, um, so, though, from the organisation. If they're going to fire him, they want to have their ducks in order to say why they fired him. And so I'm not do. surprised it, that's it just, come out. It just happens so quickly after the huge negative reaction on Twitter, um, or huge negative reaction in total. Um, just so happened to be that I was on Twitter at the time. Um, but it, it seems like a weird one because he's obviously done a really, really good job. Uh, and you hope that you know you can work things out. For me, it was coach of the year for two years running because mm. it's about um, it's about achievement minus expectations. And well, hang his on, achievements hang on. far outweighed his expectations. But if you've been through four four offensive coordinators and two defensive coordinators, then something ain't working because yeah, yeah. that offense is no better than it was two years ago. That defense is reasonable, but it's not great. You know, it could just be a case that it, the whole thing stalled and they said, you know what, you're too much of a pain in the arse. I can't be doing with you. I'd rather get someone else in to take the team forward. Well, I mean, Brian Flores is a defensive coach, but I disagree in that the offense is no better than it was um, 
three years ago it is i think it's significantly better but it's significantly better bear is it significantly better bearing in mind that they've got um you know what was it first three two was top three top four um jalen waddell also um uh, was a first round pick um Zicky was pretty high as well so they've got first round picks up there um, in that offense, we, there hasn't been that massive leap. You're right. But I think I think it's unfair to say it's no better. I think it is a little bit, but you're right. There's that the upset within the dressing room is a big, big part of it. I just I just feel like he's done enough on the field to maybe warrant staying. It just felt like a bit of a surprise when he happened. But I would say Flor- Flores, Flores's Dolphins is that perennial eight and eighteen. You know, they're, uh, they're, I think they'll beat the bad they'll teams. They beat the bad yeah, teams. Exactly. They'll win the, the teams. Yeah, exactly. Right. They'll win, beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and then lose to everybody else, which is kind of exactly what happened to them this season. They did just beat the Patriots, who are in the playoffs. Yeah, they, 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 did, the they think they beat the Ravens as well. Yeah, but yeah. everyone's beaten the Ravens. This year. Well, even right, the Steelers no, managed true. to beat the Re- even Ravens. Even the Steelers did it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that there was something to the whole tour. Debacle. Usually, you do get that. There's a friction between the, the coach and the the GM about the the moves they're making. If Chris Greer saw the future as tour and Flores didn't, um, and there's then still kind of harping on about Deshaun Watson potentially coming across. I mean, they still have the draft picks. They could have done it if they were keeping Flores. But I, what what I feel now is that Flores, like many acolytes of Bill Belichick, try to emulate him entirely when they get their chance at being a head coach. It's his first head coaching role um, in the NFL. It's not going to be his last. But you see, like Bill O'Brien's another good example. They go into somewhere. They want to be in control, just like Bill is. They've, they've learned from him. He's not exactly the most amiable person in the world. And they try to be that because that is a blueprint to them for success. And, you know, Bill Belichick is probably the most successful coach ever. Um, it doesn't always work. And maybe maybe that's not who he is, but... From what I could see, you know, that, that first season when they were gutting the team and everyone thought they were tanking the entire season, then they came back and they won, what was it, six games in a row or something that season with with nobodies. It was like, well, mm. how's Flores? Flores must have done something to get that, that group together. So I it think, seems I weird think now to say very, he's a really coach. bad influence. Yeah, I think, a bit like you're saying that Fick Fangio is not, I think that Flores looks like someone who's there all the time and it's working constantly to try and instill his vision on the team. I think my personal view on it, and this is based on what I've read and you know, limited sort of research on it, but you know, and everyone's allowed an opinion. I think my opinion is that he's probably a brilliant, brilliant coach for the players, mm. but a pretty bad coach for the management. I don't think the management like him, but the players love him. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? What, you know what I'm trying to get to? Um, yeah, maybe he's spending he's all probably- his time down with the with the other with the players. And he's not spending enough time ass looking with the owner. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's certain there's certain man, there's certain head coaches who are you know loved by owners, but not necessarily by players. Um, and I think he's probably the opposite. I think he's probably destined to be a world class coordinator rather than a head coach. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. There's there's only 32 oh. of those jobs in in the NFL. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised he, that Mark Allen's not phoning him right now. He's uh, lined up to have a few interviews. So anyone who doesn't know, um, if you want to interview um, anyone for a head coaching position, you have to put in, if you're doing it in the off season, um, you have to put in a slip to say that you formally wish to, um, you formally request to interview them. The reason you have to do that is because of the Rooney rule where you have to, 
Um, is it one is it, or is it one or has it gone up to two? I know there was talk of it going up to two. It's at least one, I think. It's at least one. So you have to interview uh, someone from black or ethnic minority groups um, to give them the fair shake. And um, once you do that, you have to announce who you're interviewing. Um, more often than not, when you announce who, it gets announced when. Um, so you can find out who's being interviewed for what role. And um, yeah, he's up for a few roles. Uh, there's, there's multiple teams wanting to talk to him at the moment. Unfortunately, the Broncos aren't one of them. Hmm. But it's just, just saying, it just felt I, if, it just felt a bit funny. It just felt if I was in charge funny. of the Raiders, I'd be trying to get him right now. Right well, now. Raiders, I'm not taking Richard The Raiders, well, the Raiders haven't handed in any slips yet, quite quite rightly, because they're in the playoffs. So yeah, we we, me, we we won't do anything about the coach until after we're out of the playoffs. Maybe or, too late. Mark Davis has already come out and said that that nothing will come out about the coaching or, search. Because Basaccia might even get the job, you know, he's going to interview for it. So, who knows? I think sure you've already you've already made your your hire. Um, yeah, it's very possible that Harbour is the man, and away we go. But we will see. Jim or John? Who are we talking? Either or. I'm not too worried, <laughs> to be honest. What's that? I'll take, I'll take a Harbour. Yeah, I'd have a go. Um, but yeah, the um, I think if you do it during the season, you don't. If you fire someone during the season, you don't have to then hand in slips. Yeah. Um, so you you can interview anyone you want. So I'm assuming it'll be Rich Eisen or uh, Colleen <laughs> Wolf or someone like that will be that going McAfee. to be the Franco. Yeah, McAfee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Someone like that. In another shocker, then, guys. Turner. In the last one before we get on with the games, uh, in another shocker, Joe Judge has not been fired from the Giants. GM Dave Gettleman has been has officially retired. Um, he has a 19 and 46 record over the last four seasons. That's at least 10 losses a year. That does feel Yeesh. like retired in inverted brackets. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> mm, yeah, there's a big couple of quotation marks around that retired. Yeah, sure. They do have Definitely. two top 10 picks as well, the fifth and the seventh in the, uh, in the next draft. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. That that's the great that's potentially the greatest GM role in the world. Because they the, the giants are so reserved. You're you've got a job until pretty much you want it as a GM. Um, <laughs> if yeah, Gilman can stick yeah. around, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous and they've got such good currency at the moment. Um I see what Joe judges. I think he's he's a guy who uh, the players seem to like, the media seem to like as well. Um, and I think he's genuinely quite probably quite a good coach. I don't think there's many coaches out there what could have got much out of that New York team with Mike Lennon <laughs> at the end of it. I mean, Punk, you, you saw Mike Lennon. He was your backup for a, an entire year. You, oh, I mean, you have to back up that he's useless. You might, genuinely, you might, as well, you might as well play one of us three. I mean, genuinely, you might as well play one of us three and just kind of sit there and go, you you run a post, you run a slant, yeah. you know. <laughs> just for a pick. You, you wouldn't, exactly, you know. It, it, yeah, and, I mean, to be fair, you know, Barkley getting injured and they've had a fair they've few had, injuries there. But I mean, kind of injuries. You know what I mean? So, yeah, pinch of salt and all that. But I mean, who who at the beginning of the season said Kenny Golliday would finish with zero touchdowns? You know, mm, I'm going to say absolutely Jim. nuts. 
<laughs> well, yeah, Jim might have done, but yeah. I think I think until Sunday they hadn't even thrown one since October or something. No, it's an insane I mean, numbers. I've, I've never seen a quarterback more flustered in the pocket, and that says a lot. That's coming from a Broncos fan. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you know it's bad. You know, I, I think you give them a pass this season. Just say, look, this season never happened. Yeah. Um, whether you move on with Daniel Jones or not, that's a separate Yo. matter. But I think from the coaching perspective, you can kind of just say, all right, but we want to see some quick time next season. Yeah. It's been absolutely oh, yeah. If they don't improve the next season, then then he'll be done and dusted. But yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with giving him another year. Yeah. You're too merciful. Right. That's, that's the uh, Black Monday over then. Anything else that happens, we'll obviously report on it next week. Um, but we're going to move on then to talk about the Week 18 games. First time we can ever talk about Week 18 as a regular season game. Um, the first of the weekend saw the Broncos ahead of the Chiefs in the fourth quarter before a fumble was scooped up by rookie linebacker Nick Bolton and rumbled down the Chiefs' euphoric sideline. He nearly fell down at midfield before regaining his balance and outracing Locke, whom he played with at Missouri, to the end zone. Drew Locke completed just four of ten passes for 27 yards in the first half, but the Broncos took a 14-10 halftime lead thanks to Locke's touchdown scrambles of 5 and 23 yards, which made him the first Broncos quarterback with two touchdown runs in the game since Tim Tebow in 2011. There were touchdowns for Travis Kelsey and Jarrett McKinnon for Kansas City. Melvin Gordon got the other rushing touchdown for Denver. This is the 12th win of the season for the Chiefs. Head coach Andy Reid got his 250th NFL coaching victory, including playoffs, and the Broncos haven't been to the playoffs now for six years, and Vic Fangio's out the door. The final score was the Chiefs 28, Broncos 24. And more importantly... Um, Fangio's record is now one and eleven in, in division. No, against the Raiders and the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Raiders and the Chiefs. The Raiders and the Chiefs are the Chargers two teams the Broncos, fan, the Broncos fans dislike because I mean, Chargers don't really give us a challenge. So I'm like, no, no one, no one cares uh, about the Chargers. That's no, no one cares about the Chargers. They're so vanilla, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But one and eleven. I mean, it's a joke. It's actually a joke. We got we've been we've been torched by the Chiefs so regular, and we got close. And I didn't see him nearly stumble when you said that. It, your it game plan and head. your your game plan and your blueprint were absolutely perfect because you you were it playing just, exactly just, the way that we played when we beat them yeah. last season. But it you know that fumble towards the end and just little little it. miscommunications here and there just absolutely killed everything and. You just didn't get over the line. But that's the best I've seen you play against them in a long time, to be well, fair. Our, fir- our first game of the season, we we missed out on a few key plays that made it seem you know, a lot wider than it actually was, and it really wasn't. Um, but when, when you when you said a moment ago, Jim, that your man running down the line nearly fell over, Nick Bolton nearly yeah. fell over, my ears pricked up then because I wasn't watching because my head was in my hands. So I didn't <laughs> see him trip or nearly run. The, the issue that I've got... Yeah. The issue that I've got, it was a fourth fourth down and, you know, we're at the goal line and we took a field goal. Well, go for it on fourth down, you know, because as soon as we took the field goal, it was called by, I can't remember who was in the studio, the quarterback who was in the studio for Sky Sports. Let's just say Trent Dilfer. I don't know. Ryan Leaf. Up. Ryan Leaf, there we go. Same guy. Basically the same guy. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Ryan, Trent Dilfer's actually, you know, had a career in the NFL, ball. whereas Ryan Leaf really didn't. But. Ryan Leaf called it. I said, as soon as I as soon as we, as soon as Brandon McManus came out for the field goal, I said straight away, we're not going to get the ball back. What's the point in this? We're just not going to get the ball back. And Ryan Leaf said yeah. exactly the same thing. Not going to get the ball back. Why are they kicking a field goal there? Just go for it and go for the onside kick. What's what's the point in kicking a field goal? That sums up 
our approach on offense recently. It's so conservative and boring and let's move on because this was the best team in the AFC West beating the worst team in the AFC West. It's as simple True. as that. Okay. All right, let's go on to the next one then. Dak Prescott threw a career-high five touchdown passes against Philadelphia Eagles backups. Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz each had two scoring catches. Corey Clement with the other to give Prescott the Cowboys' record for touchdown passes in the season of 37. Once he'd done that, the Cowboys pulled him out of the game. Ito Smith and Jaquan Hardy continued the scoring for Dallas. The Eagles didn't bother with this game, resting more of their starters, so I'm not going to waste any of my time saying much more about it. Safer touchdowns for Tyree Jackson, that's his first career one. Kenneth Gainwell and Quez Watkins. Both are in the playoffs, which feels crazy that not one but two NFC East teams are making it. The final score is the Cowboys 51, Eagles 26. I love the fact that Ito Smith's getting a call out. He had one extra four yards that happened to be a <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't one of the Eagles receivers break Deshaun Jackson's rookie record or something? Yes. Yeah, Devonta Smith. I vaguely remember. Did Devonta says? Yeah, he was out for two catches uh, to, to break the record and they pulled him. Yeah, he just broke the record and then they took him off again. Absolutely. Like, literally. And, and um, Peter's the centre. They let him carry his One streak snap. on as well. Of, yeah, uh, 150 for, games, for, I think it was. Started games or something, was wasn't it? I can't remember exactly. Something like that. But yeah, yeah that, I mean, literally this game was just a throwaway for the Eagles. They really weren't bothered. Um, yeah. yeah, the Cowboys scored... The Cowboys will feel better about themselves going into the playoffs. The, That's the only pretty much all this game is good for. The one thing I will say is that um, the Eagle, some Eagles fans online were really unhappy that Dallas were effectively running up the score in the fourth quarter. They won the game easily, um, but they just continued to run up the score. Now, half of me wants to say, well, defend better. And the other half wants to say, all right, it's a bit unnecessary. But ultimately, these two teams hate each other in the Cowboys. If it had been on the other foot and the, the Eagles could have run up the score, I'm sure that they would. So, of course they would. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, like it, if we'd had the opportunity to do it to you, we'd take it all day long. Yeah, 100%. Same in the other way. Yeah. Division, you wouldn't expect I mean, anything less. If, if it's the Raiders against the Dolphins, then at that point you sort of go, all right, just You're lift off a bit and whatever. Yeah, exactly. If it's the divisional game, which the last week of the season always is, yeah. hack the... Bone, yeah, that's what definitely. you do. That's just what you do. Twist the knife between yeah. the ribs. But no, yeah, one thing. One Whatever. thing I do want to say is, Eagle, Eagles have been significantly better this season than I thought they would have. So there's there's positives there for them. Mm. And and Dave, they've got three picks in the first round. They could use uh, it to get a quarterback. The 15th and 16th <laughs> picks are locked so far for the Eagles. Those are the. Uh, the trade picks they got from the Dolphins and the Colts. So there's that. Okay, next game. The shock of the week happened down in Duval. NFL rushing champion Jonathan Taylor was held to just 77 yards. Carson Wentz was sacked six times and turned the ball over twice, leading to 10 points. And Indy did little to stop the usually clawless and often clueless Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence completed 23 of 32 passes for 223 yards and two touchdowns in his first game with multiple touchdown passes since the season opener. The first to Laquan Treadwell, the second to Marvin Jones, who finished with seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown for Jacksonville, triggering a $500,000 incentive in his contract by reaching 70 receptions for the season. Dwayne Smoot also landed the $250,000 incentive by reaching six sacks. Michael Pittman got a garbage-time touchdown catch from the Colts to give them a scoreline that flattered their performance. This was the Colts' seventh consecutive road loss to the Jaguars, and now Indy returns home with a two-game skid and facing a long off season that doesn't uh, doesn't even include a first round pick, 
The final score is the Colts 11, Jaguars 26. So what you're Where? saying is, in order for the Jags to be successful, they need players on bonuses. So just give them like game-wise bonuses. If you score a touchdown in this game, we'll give you half a million dollars. They will win every game by the sound of it. I, I want to know where these Jags were the rest of the season. I know. Because you know I mean? they were phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Their well, defense was, it, was, was it, great. Was it that they were phenomenal? This is a genuine question. Was it that they were phenomenal or were the Colts just that bad? Were the Colts looking ahead? Bit of both. Bit of both. Were the Colts looking ahead going, <laughs> we're going to make the playoffs, we're going to get in, it's going to be fine, we'll skip the Jags, it's all good, and let's have a look at getting the wild card round. And as they it probably out, went, they probably went in kind of, you know, that yeah, it's fine. It's the Jags, you know. We'll we'll play till halftime, be four scores up, and not worry about it. But as soon as it gets to you know halftime and and they're down and playing as badly as they are, they've got to go in the locker room and change something. There's they've no got to get cheated up at that point, and they just didn't do anything. They, they, if anything, they were worse in the second half than they were in the first. I mean, you know, all congratulations to the Jags because it made it for a very entertaining uh, Sunday evening once that Absolutely. result came in. If that had gone but, to um, plan, it would have been rubbish for all everyone else, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, Jacksonville playing into the, just uh, the narrative. rubbish for me. <laughs> but, you know, for, for, for the, the Colts to not make the playoffs and the Eagles to make Mental. the playoffs, it's, uh, yeah, Carson Wentz, what are you doing, son? I'm I'm dumbstruck. I really am. I genuinely am dumbstruck. I part of me wants to say get him out, but he always does just enough to leave some meat on the table to make you go. Maybe you can turn it around. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's never. He's he's oh he. Let's be honest. He's he's in the Andy Dalton mold, isn't he? He's uh he's like you said, perfectly fine. He's a serviceable quarterback, but he is gonna have stupid games and brain farts every now and then but you you kind of you know that when you take him on and you deal with it um i don't think the Colts are really going to be in a position to be able to just completely chuck him in the bin for next year but yeah they 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 need to do something because you know it's it i was disappointed with taylor as well to a degree i mean i know he wasn't getting a huge amount of holes because the jags jags were pretty much living in the backfield the entire game I don't know what like Colts offensive line was doing, but yeah, you know, every every time I looked up, there was a there was a jag like two yards deep in in the backfield. So they seem possessed, didn't they? It's just not what we've seen the entire season from. Not even in their two other no, wins. They no. good. But yeah, I mean, if they can play like that, then they should play like that. That's what's so and frustrating why they about had to wait Week eighteen, God knows, but hey, hey, hey. Anyway. it did make it fun for everybody else. You mentioned um, the Colts and their lack of draft picks. They've only got two in the top 100. Mm. Um, so they're pretty much going to have... They've got no currency to go out and get the quarterbacks. No. All the quarterbacks are on the market at the moment. You're going to have to give for, give up capital for. Um, so unless they go out and give up players, which they're probably not going to. Um, they're paying Carson Wentz 15 million next season, isn't it? I think they've, they're on, on you're the hook having for a laugh. They're on the hook for him. Really? I think next season, yeah. Oh, blimey. All right, let me have a quick look at that. They're not going to do it again. Once bitten, twice shy. They can't go out and give up loads of draft picks again for another veteran quarterback. Well, they haven't got the draft picks. That's the problem. Even if they did, they probably wouldn't be able to. He signed a four-year, $128 million contract. Yeah. Let's have a look at how many get-out clauses there are in that. I'm (laughs) going to make the assumption there are quite a few. Maybe injury-related, but he played the, the requisite number, didn't he, to get the bonus... 
Yeah, definitely. And for the, the, the Eagles, uh, the Eagles the, um, get the draft pick conversation. Yeah, draft pick up. Um, so its first season is base salary 15.4 million yep. um, with a cap number of 21. His second salary is a 28 million, then 26, 27, total of 103, and then some dead stuff on top of that. So I was wrong. It's not it was much more than 15. It's not too bad. Um, but next season, the total, the actual cap figure is uh, 28 million, but the dead money. Total dead money is 15 million. So if they get that rid of right. them, they're eating 15 million. Yeah. Mm. I thought you said 50, 5 0. No, 15. No, 15. I, know, I was going to say that's why I had a heart attack. <laughs> you think you had a heart attack? So, yeah. So they're paying him 28 million. There's 15 of it is guaranteed. So you're right. Yeah. 15 is absolutely guaranteed no matter what they do. But his roster bonus, um, he'll get paid if he's on uh, if he's on the roster at a certain date, June the 10th. Um, if he's on the day a roster at that particular point, he'll get his he'll get his uh, roster bonus. So if we're going to see something happen with the Colts, we'll see it happen early. Is is the uh, message there? I guess. Mm. Okay, next game then, boys. So with the shock Colts lost, the door was open for the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens to make it to the playoffs. A typically scrappy game, three all at halftime. Baltimore were the first to score a touchdown in the third quarter, thanks to a 46-yard touchdown run by Latavius Murray. And with the Ravens leading 10-6 in the fourth, it looked like Baltimore was going to have enough to win. Unfortunately for them, Tyler Huntley threw his second interception of the game, this time in the end zone. Roethlisberger drove it down the field, ending with a six-yard touchdown pass for Chase Claypool to give Pittsburgh a three-point lead. Of course, Justin Tucker tied it with a 46-yard field goal to send the game into overtime. Baltimore won the toss, but couldn't move the ball past halfway, setting up a 15-play drive for the Steelers, which included three third and longs and one fourth and eight conversion before the 36-yard Chris Boswell field goal ended the game. The final score in Baltimore was the Steelers 16, Ravens 13. Didn't you do well? Yeah, you did do well, right? That was, uh, that was nice. If the win at home last week against the Browns was a nice send-off for Big Ben, then ending the regular season with a win in Baltimore was just the cherry on the cake. It's always good to beat the Ravens. Not cherry on the cake, it. not not actually like what happened later, to be honest. Well, that helped as well. <laughs> I had to wait for that to come around. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, thanks to the Jets. I mean, this was it was a kind of winning in. Win? Well, I don't think you were quite winning in, were you? But pretty much. I mean, well, the fact you had to wait for overtime, and even then, it was a bit dodgy. But it, I mean, it was a typical Steelers <laughs> Ravens <laughs> game, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, but when, it was that, that final drive was amazing, considering, you know, we're so bad at driving the ball down the field. You know, I just always assume like a third and seven plus, we ain't making it. So, yeah, I, I was um, thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to lose the game now. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not going to your your, uh, your your German tight end picked up a, a nice little catch. They the all outside. played. Mary, Mary McLeod converted the fourth down as well. I think it was. You know, this is like our fourth or fifth choice wide receiver uh, with Juju not with not being available. You know, and Dante Johnson dropped another couple, and Standard. then Najee Harris was out for most of the game. He got injured in the f- first quarter, came back in the fourth, and was vital yep. for us into overtime. That destroyed my touchdown score a bet this weekend, and one of mine. Yeah, but there we go. Um, Can I we think have we a bit of a reality need... check? Can we have that, a bit of a reality check? The Steelers, the Steelers beat an injury-ravaged Ravens team who have got that a second-string... Um, behave. A second-string um, quarterback. Yes, you beat them at home, but it was a shadow of the Ravens we normally see, and you struggled to do it. 
They also oh, had Latavius Murray as their number one running back. <laughs> exactly. Andy, running got back. Hun- Andy got 150 yeah. yards. You want to He's pipe a bloody good running back. You want to be bloody ashamed you took it to overtime. You mug. <laughs> I mean, there, there is, you? I there remember is... when the Steelers used to stand for something. Now it just stands for mediocrity. Dave, it Dave, does. that drink it you've does. got there, how sour are the grapes in that drink? They oh, seem mate, mighty sour. Bitter as anything. <laughs> Your face I mean, is we, imploding. Is that sour? We, we do need to give credit to one player on the Steelers, even begrudgingly. Mm. Um, although, you know, some people will say it took him an extra game, but, you know, Mr. Watt actually uh, equaling Strahan's sack record. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be... Uh, he no, couldn't, couldn't even beat it, could he? He couldn't, couldn't beat, beat it. it. He had an extra he game. And he Did he play every game? Out, no, he missed a game for injury. Well, so that's, that's whose fault? I think you'll find when, when Michael Strahan beat the record, I think you'll find he actually missed three games for injury. So oh, yeah. I mean, that, that might well be something I made up. I don't it know, is. but he might have. You don't know. <laughs> well, well you, I do know. You can almost guarantee it will be if, if you know, Jim's saying it. So Dave said it. Look, whatever. We won the game okay. and T- then we just needed T-J- the Raiders T-J- or the Chargers not to tie the game. <sighs> well, yeah. I suppose that, that's where we ought to go next, really. Man, it? So it was what you've close. Essentially done, what you've essentially done is beaten someone at Madden who's got no thumbs. That's essentially oh, what Oh, that's did. ridiculous. <laughs> but that I'm bashing. Not... That's all they were able to do. No. Christ, you no. Were pipe down. Hunter Renfro hauled in two touchdown passes while a visibly injured Josh Jacobs ran for a career high 132 yards on 26 carries, including one score. Despite two touchdowns for Austin Eckler, LA was trailing by 15 in the fourth quarter. The Chargers scored two late touchdowns, a 14-play drive with two fourth-down conversions, including a fourth and 21 touchdown catch for Joshua Palmer. Then with a 19-play drive, 83 yards, capped by Justin Herbert's strike to Mike Williams. Los Angeles converted on three fourth downs on that drive. That took the game to overtime where they traded field goals and it did actually look like it was going to end in the tie, but Jacobs ran the ball into easy range and as they've done five other times this season, the Raiders got the, the field goal win. And the final score was the Raiders 35, Chargers 32. Playoffs, baby! Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. I think they should have knelt down for the entire game and it would have been more fun. Because then, then the Steelers wouldn't have had a look in anyway. Why would you I mean, want your division rival to go through? That, that, well, no, of course we you know, didn't, but it would have been fun, wouldn't it? Just to just to watch the NFL in primetime go absolutely nuts because both teams are just basically running the ball the one yard. The fines would have been down. out of this world. It would, it would, yes, but come on. The comedy value... Would have been hilarious. I mean, to be fair, this was a good game, actually. It was a decent, decent, decent game of football. Um, yeah, I don't quite know what happened when we were 29-14 up with six minutes to go. And, yeah, Just ended have a first up, ended down. 20... Have a first well, down, yeah, boys. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, some of, some of that can be attributed to Josh Jacobs getting injured and stuff. So, you know, it's I'm, I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. It's We made the playoffs, which was massively improbable let's say four or five games ago you know after and we, we've lost to some dreadful teams this season so you know if, the broncos if you can lose if you can lose to the we didn't lose to the broncos did oh we? damn it i love that joke i don't think so i don't think so levels levels lost to the giants, giants. Lost to the, giants. <laughs> the washington commanders you did and yeah the, um 
Washington Sliders. And the uh, Bears. Chicago Bears. Yeah, they're, they're the three I'm California Chargers. Well, I'm not worried about the California Chargers, but... Well, you were you know, for. This is... I mean, look, I'll be brutally honest. I, I'm sure you've all seen the videos. I must have retweeted it about a thousand times. Of <laughs> Herbert sitting on the uh, sidelines going, I've never wished for a tie more in my life than I do now. And then his coach calls Hair a time out. You know what I mean? We we were quite happy to run out the clock and just get on with it, to be honest, and move on. Um, you know, I'd like to thank you boys for, for doing your job because it means we don't have to play the Chiefs. I'm much happier going in and playing the Bengals. Um, let, you let, you lot, let you lot deal with the 40-point uh, shellacking <laughs> that we were going to get. So, yeah. Big up Bisaccia. Can I just say, I have not say watched one like. single snap about this you, game. I did not. You, sh- you I should wanted, watch this game. I it is an entertaining no game. game. It's a very no entertaining game. game. The best, we the best thing about this, this game. game. This is like watching two paedophiles have a fight with a dildo. Not interested. Oh, what? Don't want any part of it. The best part about up. this game was actually sticking it to Collinsworth, who was just bigging up the charges the entire time. Oh, sod off. I like Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, Collinsworth isn't like that, man. We had I had Stigler yeah, fans in me on Facebook saying the same there. thing. It's like, he, they always on think he's America's, having a go at them. Yeah. On his America's oh, Game thing, uh, on his America's Game um, uh, program that they do, not America's Game, the football, his, life. Uh, football life, he always says, he always gets slagged off pe- by people because they're always saying he hates their team. So he gets yeah. it from everyone. So I didn't say he hated their team. I just said he was spent too much time bigging up the Chargers, not enough time being nice about the Raiders. <laughs> he That's said bad things about uh... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. On a it's national a, I've had Cowboys fans moaning at Troy Aikman. We, we have yeah, everyone true. saying bad stuff about us. Even you two idiots do it half the time. Listen, you know what I mean? Listen, listen, we guys, don't care. We're in the playoffs. We're, listen, we're, we're going all you. the way, son. That's it. I'm, I'm genuinely, done. genuinely, this isn't this isn't me messing around. Genuinely, I'm happy for the Raiders because in the past two decades, you've been such a loser organization. And that's not yeah. me having a dig. It's, it's genuinely true. You've been so bad in the past two year, two decades. I want to see new teams in the playoffs. And I, I'm... I'm happy to, I'm genuine. This is genuinely true. I'm happy to see the Bengals against the Raiders in the playoffs because I've seen the Chiefs against the Steelers. I've seen, I'm not, it doesn't excite me. Just, so I'm happy that a loser organization like the Raiders have a chance to go into the into the playoffs. I'd be beat which up. in the last two decades, you have been. Just, just to dial it back a little bit then. Um, <laughs> in the past yeah. two decades, right? In the past two decades, you've had a losing record 15 times in the past in the past 19 years 15 yeah. times you've had a losing decade a losing record yeah you've only had a positive points difference twice prior to this season you'd only have gone in the playoffs once you've only won the afc uh, afc west once and of those losing records 11 of them were with five wins or less so you Look. just you want to lose never, never, never in the, the history of the NFL has uh, an America's game uh, documentary been made about a team that faced as much nonsense as the Raiders did this season. So to even get to the playoffs with all the Gruden crap, the rugs being a well, some of it's yeah. self-inflicted. Some of it's well, just what wasn't inflicted self-inflicted? upon the organisation. 
I hate what, to bring on a minute, man. You know, there ain't going to be an Gruden's emails from ten years ago. Gruden's email from ten emails from ten years ago when he's vetting. working for another company. What's well, called you, vetting? You're not vetting ESPN's emails, are you? He yeah. said he was sound like a round robin email. There's not. Let's not get into that. All right. Look, it was pretty yeah, no, obvious. No, no. It wasn't difficult no, to find. No, they didn't the care. end of the day. At the end of the day, you know, you're just all going to be crying when we do win the Super Bowl. So absolutely, in the Super Bowl, you fool. What's wrong with you? It's the hope that kills you. That's you're why not we Andy, play the games. You're, you're not Andy Dufresne. You're Brooks. That's why we get play it the through game. your head. That's all you are. <laughs> I hope everyone got that as well. I really. Oh do. man! Right, next game. Next, we've had enough of this crowing from the Raiders fan. When the Rams went up over seventeen nothing with over six minutes left in the first half. Sean McVay was even running into the end zone to celebrate with Tyler Higby, who had caught both touchdown throws. However, the second half saw a full comeback from the 49ers. Debo Samuel ran one in on the first drive of the third quarter before taking a handoff from Garoppolo and throwing the ball to Juwan Jennings in the end zone. Cooper Cup re-established the lead for the Rams before Jimmy G found Juwan Jennings for his second touchdown of the game and to send this game into overtime. The Niners won the toss, got a field goal, then picked Matt Stafford to end the game and see the Niners become the third NFC West team hitting the playoffs. The final score was San Fran 27, Rams 24. It's a good game to watch. There's nothing more you can say yeah. about it, really. Two very, very close teams, both in the playoffs. Maybe we'll meet again in the playoffs. would like to see it again. It's a good, good game. Good game. A couple of weeks ago, you picked Cooper Cup to yeah. um, beat Megatron's record. He came. He got a lot closer he, than I he thought he would. It was that second to last, um, second to last game of the season where he, I think he got under a hundred yards. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> not only did I say that he would beat Megatron's record, I said he'd get two thousand as well. Mm. Um, One thousand nine hundred and forty-seven. Um, way ahead of Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson being second, I know we're not talking about Minnesota, but that surprises me. It doesn't feel like he had that bigger season. But He did, just on my fantasy team, mate. He was, he was mustard. It went, went a bit under the radar, though. I mean, he had some big numbers. And it was because but... the Vikings were so poor. Mm. He scored yeah. touchdowns, Even they, when they lose. Were poor, he was scoring touchdowns, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, 1,947 yards, um, obviously a Rams record, record for every team other than the Lions pick up Detroit um so yeah no it was uh it was a great season from him I picked him up in the third round of our fantasy team and that pretty much guaranteed me uh the fantasy win which I will be mentioning numerous times during the off season the fact I won our fantasy league we've got the only thing I've won we've got a whole section on picks in a bit so you know. <laughs> get oh, ready mate. for massacre <laughs> absolute massacre <laughs> no I mean <laughs> I, th- I think the 49ers are actually a very good football team and they've been massively getting healthy as well this year. They're yeah. now getting healthy and you're starting to see that. You're starting to see it all come together. Every year in the playoffs, there's one team that kind of squeaks in or just about makes it that all of a sudden makes waves. And this year, I think it could be the 49ers. Normally, that, make normally that team tends to come from the AFC, though. But it, I mean, that's because the AFC is so nuts. And, yeah, you know, true. Bar Kansas City and Tennessee, that everyone beats everybody anyway. You know, it's. Um, well, no, I think obviously, it, we, we beat people because you know, uh, we're in the playoffs. 
Yeah, we I we mean, don't get to go home <laughs> in the last in the last nineteen years. Well, historically, uh, in those three Super Bowls, you must, we won. Yeah. You must be that's a long time ago. You must be absolutely delighted though, because you've got your Raiders in the playoffs and you've got your Forty ers in the playoffs as well. Because oh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, you've uh, yeah, yeah. double your odds. Much a, love. I I would I would love a Raiders Forty ers Super Bowl. That would be amazing. <laughs> I don't think you would. Is that your dream? That, that your the dream? NFL would absolutely hate it because it would be a bloodbath in the stands. But it would be an amazing, <laughs> amazing Super Bowl. It's happening in LA as well, so not too far away. Mm. Yeah, well, it's home, home game for us then. I mean, let's let's be honest; it can happen in 19 cities across the US, and it'd be a home game for the Raiders at some point. Come on, it's been everywhere. <laughs> no, I, I think this is two very very good teams. I'm not paying a huge amount of attention to the score because it's one play here or there that uh, that separate two really good teams. And when it's not Week 18. Um, you know, when you go into the playoffs, other stuff will happen. So, yeah, entertaining. Would love to see it again. And I do want to give props to Jalen Ramsey for that interception where he batted it up to himself about four times whilst when he driving tried, six yards. When he tries, he's really that good. That was seriously yeah. good. That was seriously good. He's getting the F out of him. That's the problem. Right, let's start zooming through some of these games. Those are the important ones which uh, helped with figuring out who's in the playoffs or not. So we're going to do hopefully quite quick runs through the rest of the games, uh, boys and girls, So and MBs. Yep. So the Lions got their third win of the season, beating the NFC North overlords, the Green Bay Packers, and in doing so, lost out on the first overall pick. So even when they win, they lose. Green Bay still get the week off with the number one seed. The final score was the Packers 30, Lions 37. Rodgers um, owns the Bears, but he doesn't own the Lions. Damn straight, he doesn't. Um, we... <laughs> The sure? uh, first round, the first overall pick, I don't think matters too much because I think they are, are going to go for one of the two premier pass rushes, and it doesn't matter whether they pick first or second. So I think it's fine. Yeah, uh, trade yeah out brilliant. Well, more. good result for the Lions, um, and it was nice to uh, end on a win. So yeah, well done. Thirty-seven points past the Packers. Really good result. Yeah, love looked awful as well. Just as a, a side oh. note horrendous there was there was one particular pass which i knew you'd look at um where he was aiming for a man and missed him by about 10 yards that's not even an exaggeration literally 10 whole yards mm. and he was diabolical so but get ready for more of him next season cincinnati yeah. back their way into the playoffs with a loss to the browns resting most of their starters the bengals will be expecting the rest to work out for them otherwise they've killed the momentum over a win for case keenum the final score is the bengals 16 browns 21 Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum. I've got mm. nothing to say on this game. Right. Move on. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope the Bengals have got that momentum still. This uh, was a, this was a nah, testimonial, they, right? They, 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 that's it now. The Bengals are done. They've run out of steam. Burrow's still injured. Lethal. Thank you. Lethal. Jamar Chase has done his bit now. He's, he's played too many games now for a rookie. <laughs> he's not used to these long seasons. So. <laughs> a game that made no difference to the fates of both head coaches and their GMs. The Bears blew an 11-point halftime lead as the Vikings scored 21 in the fourth to get the win. But no winning record for either team. The final score, Bears 17, Vikings 31. Yawn. Yeah. Just <laughs> the statue face from from Punk <laughs> went exactly how I expected it to. So you know, yep, nothing interesting in that game at all. Washington ends a disappointing season with a win over the hapless Giants. Antonio Gibson got a touchdown, and Bobby McCain picked Jake from twice, one for a pick six. Joe Judge, yep, still somehow the head coach despite the four and thirteen record. Final score in New York was Washington twenty-two, Giants seven. I'm impressed, Jim. The only sorry, carry on. Go on. I oh, know. I was just going to say the only interesting thing in this game is how diabolically bad it was from both teams. To be honest, um, just ah, oh, yeah. Don't even bother. 
Don't 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 even game pass it. Don't watch the five minute highlights. There are I can't even believe five there minutes are five highlights. minutes of highlights. You know, it was just oh god, yeah, no, move on. I was going to say, I'm impressed, Jim, that you managed to find that much to say in the intro about it. Well done. <laughs> that, that's, that's a level of creativity. I didn't know, quite frankly, that you had. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, the, the highlights were nine minutes, by the way. Nine minutes. Oh. How are there nine minutes of highlights? I don't know. Yeah, must there must have been, been a half-time show been. in there. Yeah, there must have been Lots one of the stands drafting or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee tied up the number one seed in the AFC, holding on against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Tannehill threw four touchdown passes to four different receivers, but the Texans have shown some grit and were close at the end. Danny Amendola scoring two touchdown catches to make the final score Titans 28, Texans 25. That was close than it should have been. I think yeah, the Titans but... took their foot off about halfway through the third quarter, to be honest. I mean, they, well, they, they left the starters in there, but you know they, they didn't look like they were going full throttle, to be honest. I mean, to emphasise that point, it was 21 nil at half time. Yeah. yeah. And the Texans came out and scored 25 second half points. And then the Titans went, get back in your box and scored a touchdown in the last minute and won the game. To Julio Jones. To Julio Jones. I didn't know Danny Amendola was still in the league. He felt like one of those kind of mm. legend players you get in a football <laughs> game or something that you can still play with. Like, <laughs> sort of glitch. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware either. <laughs> The Saints held on for a win in Atlanta, but it, I actually had to check and I found that he was only 33, which means he was probably 12 when Tom Brady was throwing at him, which is probably some sort of child labour law. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the Saints held on for a win in Atlanta, but it wasn't enough to make the playoffs as the Niners got that last spot. So who cares about this one? Final score, Saints 30, Falcons 20. Two bad teams, to be honest. I'm glad yeah. the Saints aren't in it, to be fair, because they're not Saints, good. Saints don't deserve to be in it. You know, you, I'd much rather watch the 49ers than the Saints. The yes. Saints season would have been interesting if they'd have played it with Jameis Winston. But as Jameis isn't there, I couldn't give a monkey's toss. <laughs> yeah, they need, yeah, a, they need a quarterback, season. basically, don't mm. they? Well, I have to go with him against you. I'd still stick with Jameis. Mm. Well, I think if you can keep him fit, he offers you significantly more than they've already had. And they haven't been horrendous this season. They've had some good results against the Bucks, for example. Um, yep. But... Yeah, with Taysom Hill at quarterback, I have zero interest in this. Taysom Hill versus Matt Ryan. Yeah, all right, whatever. I'd rather watch a preseason game. Ooh, I'm not sure I'll go that far. <laughs> the Bills moved up to the three seed with the win over the Jets. They kept Josh Allen for the whole game. Trubisky came out to kneel down at the end. Devin Singletary got 19 carries and two touchdowns. Jets have to start thinking about their two top 10 draft picks, fourth and 10th respectively. The final score is the Jets 10, Bills 27. I think the Jets have been thinking about those draft picks for a good couple of weeks. And you know, so <laughs> up to now, I wouldn't worry about that. We saw the return of Mitch Trubisky. Wonderful. We did. Just to kneel Plus down the last incentive drive. or something. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, I mean, what, what can you say about the game? What can you say? The Bills won. There's a shock. Yeah. <laughs> Miami get the sweep of the playoff bound New England Patriots, beating them in week one and now week 18. Jalen Waddle had a touchdown grab to set the NFL record for receptions in the rookie year. Xavier Howard got a pick six of Mac Jones and Duke Johnson rushed for 117 yards in the score for Miami. But the last half, I guess, is with the Pats. Final score, Patriots 24, Dolphins 33. This is the kind of result you want the Patriots going into the playoffs. I want them dejected and ready for a mauling. Just my, my, my slight concern is that they, 
this is the wake up call game for them. Whereas they cruised through a lot of them, and all of a sudden they go, oh, actually, no teams can beat us. We need to we need to step it up a bit. Um, hopefully that's not the case, and they will just you know be completely dejected and yeah. and hate the fact that they even have to suit up next week. But they 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 do. So you know we will have to watch them. Um, yeah. Well done to the Dolphins. Finally beating a team above 500. Yeah, they do it. They've done it a few times, though, haven't they? They've uh, beaten the uh, the Pats on the final day of the season. Oh um, yeah, no, it's it's it again divisional rivalry. You know, it's very much a case of the Dolphins like beating the Pats, especially in Miami. Yeah, but historically, it does tell you that it is meaningless when it comes to the playoffs because the Pats have uh, they've done all right in the playoffs in recent years. In fairness, you know, they, supposedly, they've not been too yeah. Bad. yeah, they've been all right. <laughs> On the, the thing here and there. Yeah. The Cardinals had the number one seed in the playoffs after week 13, but four losses in the last five, including this one at home to the Seahawks, have seen them plummet down to the fifth. They allowed Rashad Penny to rush 190 yards on them as they lost the chance to win the division. The final score, Seahawks 38, Cardinals 30. What's gone on with the Cardinals, man? Is it one in, is it one in six now? Five in a row they've lost. I just said, five of the last six. Yeah. Yeah, it's five of the last six they've lost. You've got to wonder. They're going into a wild card round. Um, spoiler: They're playing the Rams, and uh, I think there's a good chance they're going to get tonked. Um, one of the the five, one of the five that they have lost um, since their week thirteen. I don't know what happened in week. I was going to say their week week thirteen demolition, but they. I don't know what happened in week thirteen to make this <laughs> make them this bad. Um, one of those was against the Rams, so. Yeah, I don't know. I've got the best offer on this game. Sorry, man. Yeah, completely gone off the boil, haven't they, in the last few weeks? Yeah. A bit strange. Not quite sure why, but... I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm hoping if, if they do... So the, I'm hoping that they're in an all or nothing or something and you see behind the scenes. I mean, what you see behind the scenes might be a milk-down version of it. Um, so you're probably not going to get an answer anyway, but I think there's something fundamentally wrong for your form to dip this badly. It just feels a bit, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I can't think of any massive injuries across the O-line, for example, that would have no. started this form. What? I mean, you know, James Conner was back again this week. It's only really DeAndre Hopkins is the notable miss. Yeah, yeah, but they've got more than enough depth at wide receiver. You know, not exactly. Them, so. I don't understand why they, they're playing so badly. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a mystery. Anyway, hopefully they better get it together for the next game. Uh, five touchdowns for the Bucks, who ended up with the number two seed in the NFC. That's ridiculous. No one else is representing the South this season. Panthers have the sixth pick in the draft and a lot of questions at quarterback. Final score, Panthers 17, Buccaneers 41. This might have been the most pointless game of the week, I think. I didn't know Le'Veon Bell played for the Bucks. I think I missed that memo. Genuinely didn't know. Well... Yeah, that's the most interesting thing I can come up with this game. Sorry, <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't I mean, know. To be fair, Le'Veon it. Bell has been on about four teams this season. Yeah. Oh, has he? Oh, yeah. is he legit? Oh, okay, I just missed that then. I don't know. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was it. Used to be <laughs> that was the week eighteen games, boys. Um, like I said, some of them obviously were. I do have to say, I do think that through. was the. I do think that was the best slate of week eighteen games we've ever had in the NFL. Yes, I think I can agree. Yeah, I, I, think I can't think of a week 18 say that was any better than that. I think it was the worst no. out of 18 games. Um, mainly because Both I'm a can Broncos be true. fan and I, I hate everything about week 18. Although, to be honest, <laughs> week 18, 
the introduction of it did mean that the Broncos' extra game was against the Lions and we got a win. So, you know, yeah, small it's a uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so with that then we're going to move on to the picks and uh, we start always with the wrongans so week 18 wrongans oh, I had a lot of those. and uh, Dave <laughs> brace yourself because oh, mate. Uh, yeah uh, there's no other way to say it I had my one of my best weeks I finished as the winner of the week 11 and 5 my record uh, nice. missed out yeah, missed out on the Eagles. I thought they beat the Cowboys before they benched everyone. The Bengals over the Browns before they benched everyone. Packers over the Lions before Jordan Love got in. Uh, Colts against the Jags because I have two eyes. And uh, I thought the Bears might beat the Vikings as a bit of a flyer uh, on that one. A bit of form as well. Uh, can, second... I, can I have a guess how many I got? I'm assuming oh, no. I'm not second. I reckon I got five. Oh. As many as five. Many as five. I reckon I got five. I can't remember well, exactly that's... who I went for, but looking through the results, I more than five. Surely, I think I got five. Well, you must have more. Joint than five. second was Punk and Paul for the people, our Washington fan. Mm. Uh, they both got nine and seven. So I they can live with that. Both picked the Ravens to beat the Steelers. When you're outrageous, record, doesn't have um, for the Raiders fans. Both picked the, the oh, Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Both picked the Rams to beat the 49ers. Uh, Punk, you had the Patriots beating the Dolphins. Paul had the Chargers beating the Raiders. Um, also had the Bears beating the Vikings. A couple of ones there. Nine and seven. Dave. Dave, who was leading yeah. for so long. Punk usurped you last week. Uh, you, finished, you got six and ten. Did I get six? I'm happy six, with that. Six and ten. Six and ten. Well, I, by I, far I your worst man. I swung for the fence and went for a few that I needed to go for a few that you didn't go for. Well, so, you put the yeah. Falcons over the Saints. You're on an island for that one. Dude, that don't, don't, tell, don't tell me who I got right. Tell me, Don't tell me who I got wrong. <laughs> got tell wrong. me who I got right. Easier. Yeah, it might have taken less time. Uh, yeah. The long and short of it is, Dave, that uh, when we look at the table, Punk, you won 174 Absolutely. points. Um, well done. Second place is me with 168 what? Dave, your third, your third, 167. I beat you by one point, and the people finished with 164. That's terrible. So there we go. A ten point difference in the end between first and fourth. You're robbing me out here. I'm looking at playactionpools.com now, and in the standings, you and I are level. You giving yourself a random point again? (laughs) Not again. There was a point. Looking at that now. We've been through this already, Dave. No, there was a point missed from the people, not from yeah, you. And You're just no, giving yourself a no, point. You, you two can argue about this on your own time, you know what I mean? Just, just crown me already. Do you know what? Pass me I... my trophy, give me my prize, and get on with it. Well, Punk, your prize will be that you'll be doing all the picks next year against the people. <laughs> me and Dave will bow out, and uh, you can put your neck on the line for all of them. No, no, next year. Next year, I've decided what I'm going to do. Next year, you're, gonna, you're definitely going to win. Right until week eighteen, and then falter at the last minute. If it's all the same. No, so well, well done, Punk, for winning yeah, well uh, the PlayActionPools.com um, contest. Um, well done to me for winning fantasy and Jim. Good run up. Well, well, well done. Good, well played. Second place has been a good place to be this year. I've become second I mean, place in all my fantasy. You're the best loser. That's that's basically what I'm hearing from you right now. You're the best loser. The best of the rest. Sometimes that's yeah. better than shameful third. You know, not always. 
in this instance, it is. Um, <laughs> we were running the Pod versus the People contest, guys, with PlayActionBalls.com, the newest and best office sports pool hosting platform. Uh, we ended our picks each week, and uh, your record is what you say you are at the end of it all. If you want to use Plaction Pools to show off your skills in American football or basketball, then don't forget to use our discount code TFD for 10% off and help the company move forward. Check them out at PlayActionPools.com. That's PlayActionPools.com. With that, boys, the regular season is over. Our competition is over, but there's still the playoffs to talk about. So we have the wildcard weekend. We have one, two, three, four, five, six games to talk about. And I need your predictions for who's going to win each of them. We start off on Saturday with the Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders. We're in knockout time on football here, boys. I mean, it's got to be Bengals, right? Absolutely, it's got to be the Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, okay. I is so you were saying earlier that Joe Burrow is injured. Is he actually legit injured? Yeah. Is it going to be Brandon Allen? Right, he he twisted his knee. That's the I reason he didn't play. And that's yeah, why so that's, that's the that, reason but... he didn't play this week. It wasn't a case that they were resting him because they wanted to rest him. They were resting him because he was slightly banged up. Mm. That the mm. odds are he's going to be perfectly fit and healthy for for this game at the weekend. Yeah, um, but you never know. I I mean I've got to go with the Bengals. Um, because... You don't. You absolutely don't. <laughs> there are there are definitely two teams playing here, and and just because you choose to side with one team over another doesn't mean you have to. There's there's okay. there's absolutely no reason for you to to, to let, let me flip it around the other way. One the other. Let me flip it around the other way. Let's go to make believe land for a second, where the Broncos weren't so bloody useless, and it was the Bengals versus the Broncos. You would only have one choice in who you would be picking, considering the season that Burrow and Chase have had. And Higgins and Boyd. I I would have two choices. Now, one might be on the on the surface a more sensible choice, but you've still got two choices. Mm, No, I don't. I'm gonna have to go the Bengals. Sorry. All right, that's done. That's done. Um, mine's very much a head over heart pick. Um, I would love you to win, Punk. I really would. Oh, we will. Uh, I wouldn't. You've got, you've got a very good chance of doing it, but I'm picking the Bengals and just playing the odds on that one. So, uh, we will. Team yeah, so two, two one in the picks there, then for the Bengals. The second game is the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Oh, no, New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. I'm looking at it the wrong way around. Yeah. Yes. Can I just to give my, my, my point of view on this? I think the Bills will, should win because they are a significantly better team pretty much all over the park. Um, but the Patriots have just got that knack and that know-how. And the Bills in recent history have faltered whenever they've gone into the playoffs. And I I can't knowingly go for the Bills against the Patriots. They got through to the you championship I mean? game last are you, year. Are you, not, are you not just like going with the Patriots because of what the Patriots used to do? Yeah. You know, um, you've not just been conditioned into thinking that way. Maybe I think I know. I, I that's genuinely, I think you might be right. And I think his, uh, if something happens a number of times, you you are conditioned to go. Well, it's likely to happen again. And yes, the Bills have got to. They they've progressed in the playoffs in recent years, but they've never done it in the games that matter. Um, so I feel like I'm almost conditioned well, to go against the Bills. I think the Bills the should win. Game I think they year. will win. I think they will win and they should win. Um, but I've just got this niggling thing inside me going, it's the Patriots, which I'm sure at some level we all do. 
Yeah, but then I remember recency bias is actually with the Bills because since Josh Allen turned it around after his rookie season, um, they've either beaten the, the Patriots or it's been, well, swept them or it's been a 50-50. This year it was 50-50 in the results. Yeah. I'm expecting the Bills to come out and, and really push that game. So I'm going with the Bills. As, 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 long, as long as it's not 50, degree, uh, 50 mile an hour winds and snow on the ground and the yeah. Patriots run it uh, all but three times, then yeah. yes, the Bills should win. But um, what? what- but going back to what you what you said there, Jim, about the, the fact that they split them 50-50 in regular season, what happens in regular seasons and what happens in playoffs are they're not related. I mean, the Raiders yeah, played the, the Bengals and yeah, the Bengals beat them, the Saints beat um, the Bucks, and the Bucks ended up beating them in the playoffs. So it, I, I'm not drawing anything from that too much. It just feels like you know Wiley O'Belichick's just got enough to get them through. I hope not. I I don't know. It just it, there's a niggling voice inside of me saying I'm not sure, here, mate. Not well, sure. you going for the Patriots then? Is that right? You picking the Patriots? I've, I don't know if I am. Yeah, f- it, I am. Yeah, go for it. Pick the Patriots. Punk. But I'm 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 picking the Bills. I believe in Josh Allen more than I believe in Mac Jones. I think oh, Stephon. Diggs is probably a game changer for them. I just wish they would balance their offense a little bit more with some more running. Um, but yeah, I think I think all things considered, I think the Bills should win this. I agree with everything you just said. Last couple of weeks, they have started using Singletary more. I said 19 carries. They have. They definitely have. <laughs> and it took them two seasons. At least they're doing it now at the end of the season rather than stopping it from the start of it. Anyway, look, that's Saturday done. Let's move on to the Sunday slate. We're going to go with the Bucks at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. Bucks by a margin and a half. <laughs> you see, I, I've got this theory that young players don't have fear. Mm-hmm. And yes, experience counts for a lot in the playoffs, but it's not everything. And you know what? I just am not that bought in on the Bucks this year. I don't believe they're as good as everyone's making them out to be. No. Um, having said that, I don't know if I can pick against them. I, exactly. I, I, I like the Eagles. I like the way they're set up, but I just... If, if, if it was any other quarterback playing, playing for the Bucks, I think I'd go Eagles. But with old flipping goatee boy sitting there, um, I think I'm going to have to go Bucks. See, you mentioned it's interesting that you mentioned that youth players um, don't necessarily have that fear because they haven't lost in the playoffs and it makes them dangerous in playoff situations. Do you know who's got a really young squad? Bengals. Just saying, just saying. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But it was, <laughs> e- equally, young players have not played this many games this long in a season. Yeah, so no, you know, they can, physically I, they can uh, be broken down. I'm going I'm hard. Like I don't. I'm going don't, Eagles. Good. Lad. I don't blame you. I don't blame. I haven't you. got the bottle. <laughs> it's nothing to lose yeah. now. Everything's off. No, now. the bank. I think the Buccaneers have flattered to deceive a little bit this season, um, but they've. You know, the, there's too much there, and we we saw last year. You know, against the uh, against Washington, they they were no good. They were rubbish. They were getting beat, but they yeah. pulled it out and they won games. And that's what they will do again. They'll I win. I saw them scoring zero points, wasn't it, against the Saints? Yeah, yeah. They flat. They yeah. got so lucky last year. They flattered to see. Sometimes this year, their, their record is <sighs> better than it 
it really is. So I'm hoping they'll just get absolutely embarrassed at home. Let's be honest. Be good. The funnest thing that could happen in this game probably is Antonio Brown turning up and, and jumping <laughs> around chair. and dancing in the end zone with his <laughs> and a stone cold stunner. But yeah. Okay, so that's two one then to the Bucks in the picks. Next up, the Cowboys at home to the 49ers. Uh, Old school 90s uh, match up here. Yeah, not a 91 championship game. Um, I feel like this... I like the Cowboys roster. I, I don't necessarily feel like they're a power team. And I think the 49ers beat them in most areas when it matters. I think they've got a bit more experience. I think they've got a bit more youth and a bit more energy. And I just trust the 49ers more. So, yeah, I'll go 49ers on this one. The only, the only thing that's going for the Cowboys is the fact it's in Dallas. I'm not yeah. sure that goes for the Cowboys, to be honest. I, think it does. I don't know. I don't know. That crowd seems to get on their back quite quickly oh, no. if they're from, not playing from, well. So, Sorry, yeah. From that perspective, 100% absolutely guarantee. I'm talking more of the travel from it's not outside, San Francisco. Or... Yeah, well, the travel from San Francisco to Dallas is... is uh, yeah, that, that's going to go for Dallas, the fact that, you know, they're having to travel five minutes down the road. Um, so that that's going for them. But I just I just feel like the 49ers are a better rounded team, if that makes sense. I think the main concern I have with the 49ers is the quarterback. Um, and it's whether or not Garoppolo's hand holds up. Uh, this is one of those tricky ones where it really is a coin flip, to be honest. Because I, I, you know, I can see this being a thirty twenty either way, to be honest. Um, I would love for there to be a Terrell Owens to stand in the middle of the star or something and do a yeah. dance and kind of, you know, <laughs> really fire it up and, and make this like those old early nineties rivalry games. They, they were amazing. Like those but, early nineties rivalry <laughs> games. Even even those late nineties ones were pretty good. But um uh Niners, Niners, Cowboys. Do you know what? Lower, I, can I can I just I, say one more thing before you make your decision? I think on, the lower the lower the score, the more likelihood we'll see the 49ers win. The higher the score, the more likelihood we'll see the Cowboys keeping pace because I think they've got the more high-powered offense. Defensively, if you're comparing like for like the 49ers defense blows the Cowboys out of the water considerably. The lower I think if it's a lower score, if there's under 35, 40 points in this game, 49ers win. I tend to agree. I also think the 49ers are a better coach team. And I think they're better at making adjustments on the fly and during the game if things aren't going their way. Um, So for that reason, I am going to go with the 49ers. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won, but for Dallas to win, it feels like they have to be two scores up by halftime. If if they're not two scores up by halftime, I think they panic. They don't... If, if games aren't going to plan for them, um, for example, the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago, you know, they, they really struggle to get themselves back in it. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the 49ers... I mean, I said it earlier as well. The 49ers are coming into the playoffs, getting healthy at the right time playing decent football. I do worry about Garoppolo's hand, but I think I think they can they can definitely outcoach the Cowboys team. So yeah, I'm de- I'm gonna go 49ers. It's the first sweep in the picks. Everyone's gone for the 49ers yeah. over the, the paper tiger. 
Dallas Cowboys. We mentioned a while ago, though, about, or I mentioned a while ago about the uh, Cowboys record when um, when they run the ball more than they uh, uh, than they pass it. When they do that, the record's phenomenal. And I can't see them running the ball that much against the 49ers defense. 49ers defense this season has been very, very good at stopping the run. So they're going to have to rely on Dak, which historically hasn't led to Dallas having that much success, like it or not. That that's statistically true. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to learn to. They're going to have to find a way to run the ball effectively, or rely on a quarterback who historically hasn't done it for them. I'm not a massive Dak fan, and that's not me Dak bashing. It's it's borne out in stats. Generally, is so. Yeah, I go 49ers on that. I think it's a slightly misleading stat, but anyway, um, not, not sure. There's a big old. There's a big old. A big old sample size. There's a big old. I don't. I don't size think it's against Dak, though. I don't think that's the indictment against him. Mm. Anyway, mm, the sure. the Sunday game, the Sunday night game, is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I'll be honest. This is probably the most obvious one-sided pointless game in 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 this round of the playoffs. I don't think we'll um, smash them that badly. Oh, I think yeah. I think the Chiefs will smash you that badly. What? What was it oh, they beat you a no. few weeks ago? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's regular season. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it matters to you lot because look how banged up Ben is and yeah, no. Yeah, but Ben's yeah. been banged up for a decade. Yeah. I, I think... I think again, the lower the score, the better it is for the Steelers. Um, <laughs> lower the yeah. score against the Chiefs, yeah, all right. Well, that that's the <laughs> issue. If you can keep the if you can keep the Chiefs down, the Chiefs' offense this season hasn't been what we've seen in previous years. It just hasn't, and the Broncos managed to keep them down through effective pass rush. Mm. Uh, we were able to pass. We were able to pass rush with four guys and play a nickel or down defense. Mostly a nickel defense, um, but yep. pull out a linebacker and play with an extra man back and rush with four, and it was you know it was effective. The problem is when you do that, you know they're able to just dink and dunk all the way through. The big positive for you is that Tyreek Hill looks as though he's injured, which you never wish injuries on people, but not at all. Um, you know, if you're going to wish it on anyone, it's Tyreek Hill. Um, he's burned us enough times and you know, straws. You've 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 seen the Chiefs twice a season. I'm for... trying to. Uh, listen, I'm trying you're to be positive. Him, right? straws, don't don't destroy his dreams. <laughs> Bloody hell. Come on. Give him a chance. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm doing it. I mean, I'm his dreams were destroyed when they tied with the Lions. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing an accumulator the as playoffs. we talk. Right. So I'm doing an accumulator as we talk and I'm putting down what I what I think is going to happen and I'm putting on a bet as we go to see what odds I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I've got the Chiefs covering the spread. It's a 12 and a half point spread and I've got the Chiefs covering the spread. Wow. Okay. And it, that's not a disrespect to you. I sounds just like think it. they're a better team. That, no, that it's sounds not. sounds like it's, a disrespect. They're, that... they're just a better team than you. I, I would and, take a 20 point spread if I'm honest. Uh, I wouldn't, but I see what you mean. Well, I just, I just, see I where just you're think going. they're a better team. I just think, think they're a better team, Jim. Sorry, I, it's not. It's not a disrespect to you guys. I just think they're better. I just think. I the think own, we know. We know what way. the Steelers are. <laughs> Look, in order for the Steelers to win this game, right? Najee Harris has to carry it 35 times for 180 yards and score two Agreed. touchdowns. Because, or, because or that will carry that will just it. Be... Carry it 30 times and get 15 first downs. For yeah, ten yards, you know, for no yards, you got to keep the ball. You have to move the clock. Yes, and I don't think you'll be able to do it. 
Yeah, it's the only way you're going to win this game, and, and you're just not going to be able to do it. I hope you win, Jim, because I don't like the Chiefs. I hope you win. I oh. hope you smash them 92 0. Absolutely. Like, genuinely. I hope you absolutely muller them. Well, it doesn't but feel just, that way. But, I uh... just don't see it. No, genuinely, I do. And that's hand on heart. I really, really, really do hope you win. And I wish you the best of luck. I just don't see. I just don't Ow. see you beating the Chiefs, man. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't. I don't see it. I wish you the best of luck, though. Right. I really, really do. Hand on heart. Genuinely, I hope the Steelers win. Hand on there's, heart. There's... If both teams could lose, that'd be even better. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's only a couple of things in our favour. One, the Chiefs don't have like 150 yard rusher that they can unleash on us. And two, our defense might be able to keep us in the game if we can keep Mahomes off the field. And get to him quickly. If, if, they haven't got a great O line, so if TJ can do it, if your thing, then, defense uh, can do it, and you can run the ball successfully, that's the recipe. That's the blueprint. Yeah. But are you going to be able to do that consistently? Honestly, hand on heart. Take your Steeler hat off for a minute. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go for the Chiefs. So there's a sweep there in the picks. <laughs> <laughs> the Monday game, the last one of the wildcard weekend, is the Arizona Cardinals away to the LA Rams. Uh, Rams covering the spread. Four point spread. Rams covering the spread. Yeah, I think this is very similar to the game a couple of weeks ago, to be honest. There's something up with the Cardinals. Can't figure out what. They're just, you know, that Rams defense is just not going to give Murray room to breathe. Yeah, they just gave up 27 to the 49ers. They've backed their way into the playoffs. The Rams as well, you know, it hasn't hasn't been plain sailing for them. They've low scored a lot of their recent games. Yeah, but the 49ers are good teams. And the thing is, yes, they have low scored. But let's not forget that in terms of yards, Matt Stafford's the third best quarterback in the league in terms of yards. So he's still getting production. Um, Their issue is they've not been able to convert a run game. And against the, probably the third the, best in the division, against the Cardinals, you know they've you know teams Not typically don't need a run game. They typically need a run game, so you know. Um, it, I I just see the Rams. The Rams' defense is significantly better than um, Arizona's, and I I don't see any way in which Arizona can win unless they significantly change. Unless they played like they did in the first half of the season. If Arizona can do to LA what the Browns did to you last playoffs where they jumped out to that ridiculous 30 point lead. Make a few four and a half. Yeah, exactly. Then, you know, they, they, they literally at that point are forcing the, uh, they're forcing the the Rams then to wear it out. And as we, as as we've seen, Matt Stafford, you know, is, is prone to throwing the odd interception. Mm -hmm. So that, that I think is the only way that, that the Cardinals will will be able to beat the Rams. I can't I can't see I don't see a consistent enough run game from them. They're not getting five yards of carry against that defense. They'll get yards in the air, but you know Ram. If 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 Hopkins isn't a hundred percent, you don't even have to put Ramsey on him. So you know if the Cardinals are going to lose their top two receivers to the scheme, then, you know, it's going to be very difficult for them to win. But there's always a chance, you know? The So, Matt Stafford, you, you mentioned being quarterback for the Rams. He's only been in the playoffs three times. 
um, each time he's lost in the wildcard round. Um, so he, yes, he's an experienced guy and he's done phenomenally well this season. But there's going to be that those nerves of you know I, I'm I'm getting on now. He's not you know he's not the youngest guy. He needs to um, you know he really does need to step up uh, and prove that he he's a who he historically has been a good quarterback at a bad team. Now he's a good quarterback at a good team. He needs to go and prove it. And there's going to be those nerves. This is his legacy. This is his legacy game. Um, and it's against a team who've already seen him twice this year, a team who have had to scheme against him twice this year and have watched every single game he's played because they've had to scheme against him. It's a yeah. big game. Big, big game. Big, big it is, game. It's a big game. It'll it's be a, a reset, though. Well. I think it's going to be a, a get-right game for the Cardinals. I, I want to see them get back to what they were doing the first half of the season. Um, Chase Edmonds, I think, is back now, so they've got a two-headed monster again as, as a running back tandem. Kyler Murray, slippery as ever. I think that, you know, Although I love Aaron Donald, don't get me wrong, I don't quite have the uh, the chub on that uh, that Punk does for Aaron Donald. So he's only one man, and they can run around him. They can get. I know Von Miller's there as well, but <laughs> I've, I've got him. I've got. A, they can run around him. They can scheme against. They can scheme away from him. Is I mean, what I'm trying to say. Jim, I'm going Jim, for the Cardinals. You right. Before you before you jump in again, I'm going for the Cardinals. All right, there we go. Send my piece. Technically, you are right. I mean, if there's a foot race between Aaron Donald and Chase Edmonds, I'm back in Chase Edmonds. Yeah. But you know, situationally in a game, I know where my money's on. <laughs> history tells me that Aaron Donald's probably going to come out on top on that battle. But no, I I think if they can get if Arizona can get it right, then this will be. This will be the they're tie a dangerous of the round. team. Absolutely they are a dangerous team. That's why, Absolutely. and they're in the playoffs on merit. To be honest, just it's just, that. it's just, I don't have that faith that they, they're still the same team that they were te- eight weeks ago. So you know, this is sometimes an advantage though, because if you've kind of backed your way in, you've got a chance against the team that you know very well. It doesn't take you quite as long to figure out what what the strengths and weaknesses are for you to then. You know, oh, yeah, I'm sure your, their game plan will be sound. Up. I'm sure their coaching will be sound, but you know, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And and you know, defense makes a massive difference when you get to the playoffs. And the teams with the better defenses will always pretty much win in the wild card rounds. So, you know. So there we go. So you two have gone for the Rams. I've gone again for the outsider. Absolutely. Apparently, with the Cardinals. Uh, so those are the picks for the wild card round. We'll be back next week to talk about what the hell happened in those wildcard games and then moving forwards into the uh, divisional round. Obviously, any more firings or hirings, we'll be jumping on that as well. Oh, they fired Joe Judge. They just fired Joe Judge. (laughs) They really? They've just fired Joe Judge. Beautiful. Before we finish the podcast, there we go. Joe Judge has been axed. It's the right move. It is the right move. Why did it happen so far after... Only one day after Gettleman, Gettleman retired. Well, why not just both happen at the same time? <laughs> like a film and Louise. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they wanted him to, to pick up the rubbish in the parking lot or something. Maybe they asked him who his favourite uh, GM would be, and they were like, "I'm not having that guy." Maybe. <laughs> so Maybe. yeah, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one, if Bill O'Brien. <laughs> God. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Anyway, so um, uh, back to back to doing the ending. So uh, if you can, guys, um, check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/FinalDown. We're uploading other stuff onto that all the time. So yeah, if you can sign up, it's only four pounds a month, and it really does help us out. Let us know you love us, and uh, 
allows us to carry on doing this. So thank you very much. If you can't, still check out the finaldown.com where all of our stuff is up there for streaming that's non-Patreon. Um, but until next week then, guys, I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. That's been Denver Dave. Thank you so much for listening. Playoffs, baby. Ooh. Sorry, Dave.